On today's show, we got some news this morning and some unexpected news when it comes to the Milwaukee Bucks. Terry Stotts, everyone was so excited to have the veteran coach on the staff. He's gone before the season even started. How did this happen? Why did this happen? And quite honestly, how distressed should the Milwaukee Bucks be about what this means for disruptions leading into opening night? The Bucks also added Glenn Robertson III. We'll get to that at the end. Plenty to talk about. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win Monday to Friday, and also find my work at ESPN alongside me, the founder of BrewHoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden, for today's show that's brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. And as per usual, we thank everyone for making Locked On Bucks your first watch or listen of every single weekday. Uh, leading up to the season, there's lots of excitement and news. Sometimes news you don't necessarily want to get. We're going to get into Terry Stotts here in just a second, but if you haven't done so yet, the season just a week away. So subscribe, turn the notifications on. All the post-game shows, pre-game shows, previews, news breaking, everything you want here on Lockdown Bucks. So continue to support the show. Uh, Frank, originally, I'm finishing up at Lockdown Bucks. So if you're just joining in today because you want to hear the Terry Stotts news, I've got a week to go. My last podcast is going to be after opening night. We'll do a post-game pod. Hopefully a happy way to finish off uh, my run here. And we were going to just talk about some memories and some things that we've discussed over the years, Frank. But that can be parked until next week because I did not expect to wake up to the notification I got tonight or this morning that Terry Stotts, the lead assistant, the guy that's going to be running the offense, the man with all the experience with Damian Lillard, he's gone a week before opening night. Uh, We can step through this and eventually get to the reporting that's come through. But what was your initial reaction? Because this one genuinely floored me. Well, first off, can we can't just brush by you leaving the podcast that, that quickly. Well, yeah, Terry Stotts can wait, right? Can I'm I, of all the people that would be afraid of, of, of this podcast dragging on long. You're talking to the person who cares the least about, you know, 20 <laughs> and 30 minute podcasts. Right. Um, so we should just we should just say because I mean I don't know some people probably saw it on Twitter. It was great when you referenced it on Twitter this morning that you know you were going to be moving on and TBD right. You'll I'll let you reveal your next move um, <clears throat> when the time is right. Um, but you you obviously have you, you're not leaving purely because you're sick of me. It may have played a role in it, but um, but it is uh, it's an opportunity driven thing. Um, and that's, I think, just obviously really exciting. I think I can speak for Justin and Camille as well in saying we are very sad that you're not going to be hosting anymore. You've been kind of the rock, you know, obviously of this of this show for, I mean, it's crazy to think four years, right? Over a thousand episodes. I mean, I don't know. We, we joke sometimes about how like, man, how the hell have we done this many freaking <laughs> podcasts, you know? 
Um, but you're the one that's been grinding day in and day out. You're the one that produces, edits, posts all this content. I just literally show up, you know, a couple times a week and talk to my friend basically. Um, and so I, I, I just wanted to reiterate what a lot of people were saying on Twitter when, when you reacted, it was cool just cause you tagged me and I was seeing a lot of the people comment, um, how sad they were that, that you are going to be leaving the podcast, you know, and again, like. I have a feeling you'll you'll poke your head in uh, semi regularly. Yes. We'll 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 make you come back and and chat with us. But, but uh, I don't I don't know. It's funny. I um I, f I forget what it must have been 2018 19 I guess the first kind of year that, that was a, was that the first year that you were in Milwaukee when you kind of made the trip over and you just sort of threw caution to the wind. Am I correct on that? Yeah, that's correct. It wouldn't be a, a, a podcast without a little bit of a pause. And it's just a little bit earlier than expected, Frank. I don't know if it was an emotional pause, but yes, 2018, 19, I first met you at the uh, original live pod. Yeah. And I was, I was going to say that was in the fall of 2018. I was going to joke that like, you know, four years ago, I had met you once um, before you became my co-host. And now four years later, I've met you twice. Um, so, you know, just every four <laughs> years we, <laughs> we see each other, but um but it's funny, Brian Curtis from The Ringer did a story about like the Bucks media landscape when the Bucks kind of were rising to prominence. And he, he, you know, got wind of, you know, me being sort of the elder statesman of, you know, Bucks blogosphere or whatever. And so I talked to him for like a half hour or so. And we talked a fair bit about you as just sort of this like, man, it's just such a, a random story. This Australian guy just gives up, you know, his regular life in Australia and says like, screw it, I'm going to go to America. I love basketball. I'm going to Milwaukee, my team that I randomly became a fan of, you know, 15 years ago, wherever it was at the time, 20 years ago. And um, it's kind of crazy now that here you are and um, you've been co-hosting this podcast and you've become this presence on you know, ESPN Australia. You were in Bristol, for, you know, filming all this stuff all summer for uh, the World Cup. And uh, I have to say too, it's just, I'm very proud of just kind of everything you've accomplished and excited for what's to come next and just watching you on your TV stuff. It's just like, man, this guy, this guy's freaking good. Um, terrible on podcasts, but really good on TV. Uh, but, but no, we're, uh, I'm, I just want to say uh, we'll have a chance obviously to, to reminisce a bit more because um, there's important Terry Stotts news that we need to get to, but, um, but I'll, I'll just, you know, again, I did want to, I did want to say right off the top because the, you know, the news broke today and you were, you were just going to gloss over it. And some people listening to this are going to be like, wait, what? Um, but yes, you are going to hang up your podcasting spurs or hosting spurs <laughs> or hang up your hosting hat, whatever it is um, after the, the home, after the opener. So that is a post game pod that I will not miss Kane. It will mm -hmm. be our, our ride into the sunset, our last dance sort of. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just uh, it's been a blast and uh, it is funny how much time, you know, I spent, hundreds of hours talking to Eric name for years and years. Uh, when he was hosting, he gave you the warm handoff. I was like, let's, you know, I'm, yeah, I'll down, I'll pod with Kane. I don't really know Kane that well. And, uh, hundreds and hundreds of hours later, um, you know, you've become a great friend and we've, I don't know, uh, you know, just thinking back to conver a conversation we had in a, well, I was in a parking lot after the bucks won a championship. <laughs> like that, that's a, a special moment that we, we were able to share and share with a lot of Bucks fans. That was pretty, pretty amazing. So um, yeah, we'll have more time to reminisce, but, um, but yeah, excited for what you've got coming next and glad that hopefully we'll, we'll still see you around these parts sometimes, but um, Terry Stott. Well, just, just wait, we'll get to yeah, Terry Stott. Yeah, you want to so react to that? Just, 
Well, I just I just want to say just quickly, and then we'll, we'll get to the Terry Stott stuff. I, I mentioned it in the tweet, but whether it's the title, a damn league shutdown for six months, and then the bubble <laughs> disaster, and let's face it, there's been multiple Bucks playoff runs that were highly disappointing, and we've had mm-hmm. to go through that. The Giannis injury in the title run, trading for Drew Holiday originally, trading for Bogdan Bogdanovich and reacting to that in real time, <laughs> trading for Damian Lillard. We've had coaching firings. And ultimately, the show has grown because the Bucks have been really good. And uh, we are both very, very clear about that. We have a lot of fun. And that's it, we've, it's been crazy to have the interactions. Moving to YouTube was not something that we used to do before as well. So, yeah, lots of things have changed. And I, I, I did mention this. Like, the show is going to roll on. Don't you worry. Like, I will be back on the show from time to time. And I can tell you, I'm not making any announcements here, but the people taking over uh, are probably going to take the show to uh, more levels as well. So it's going to be a fun season. I had multiple people say to me, the Bucks just trade for Damon, now you're leaving. And I think that you've got a valid point. I'll say more about what the, the job is that I'm going to next. And, you know, in a funny way, I haven't seen the Bucks play live uh, for around four years. I think there's a chance that's going to change sometime in the near future, which I'm excited about that as well. But we'll speak about that more next week. All right, let's get to Terry Stotts, though. First, FanDuel, and then we'll get to Terry Stotts. And look, I said this before, there's going to be a number of people that do not give a crap what I'm doing personally, Frank. So hopefully they've skipped through to this point, and then we'll get to the news of the day with Terry Stotts after we talk about FanDuel, and you can snap into action this NFL and NBA season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over and unders, and more. And we discussed the win total for the Milwaukee Bucks around 53 and a half right now. I don't know if you're put off by any of today's news, but you can look at the win totals, division titles, conference titles, NBA awards, everything there is at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season tip-off the NBA season. That's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. The Locked On Ultimate NBA Season Preview is here, a six-episode series with all 30 of our Locked On NBA team shows. From contenders to tankers, we go in-depth into the biggest storylines heading into the season. Catch all six episodes on Locked On NBA or YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. And you'll notice in the Locked On Bucks feed, whether it's audio or YouTube, the Contenders podcast is there. I was a part of that. We filmed that uh, last week. So you can dive into that one when you get a chance after listening to this show. The Terry Stotts news, as I was saying, Frank, I was floored when I woke up and saw the notification on my phone. Just a genuinely uh, shocking development so close to the start of the regular season. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> well, first off, my my leading my leading theory, which, you know, our friend Eric Name and Shams Tarania, they have not corroborated. I just, I just, you know, pictured this this showdown in uh, in the coach's room between the former Bucks head coaches Terry Stotts and Joe Prunty, both noted firebrands. I mean, <laughs> That's right. two guys, just two very combustible guys. Both guys that are, you know, Joe Prunty, he was the offensive coordinator for Jason Kidd. Uh-huh. Terry Stotts, known offensive, uh, you know, guru savant, maybe. I don't know if that's overstating it. Uh, clearly, you know. 
Joe Prunty and Terry Stott, the, the coach's room was just not big enough for the two of these huge personalities. And Terry Stotts is, you know, six, seven, six, eight. Joe Prunty's probably a, you know, a foot shorter than that. Kane, what do they say in football? Low man wins. Ain't no stopping Joe Prunty. Joe Prunty is the ultimate survivor. Um, you know, if the asteroids, if the asteroid hit the dinosaurs and wiped them out, Joe Prunty is the, you know, small woodland mouse that, uh, you know, survives. And uh, the big dinosaurs, the six, eight Terry Stotts, he can't survive. That asteroid hit Jason Kidd. They can't survive. Joe Prenti survives, lives to fight another day. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if Joe Prenti has uh, his sights set on any other coaches on this, uh, on this side. Okay. That was a long, well, let bit. me, let me just jump in and say that <laughs> you, you might be onto something because last time Joe Prenti was in Milwaukee, he was the head coach and he was running an offense with Shabazz Muhammad and Tyler Zeller. And he sat back and said, we've got Damien here. You think I'm taking a back seat running this offense? No chance in hell. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So actual reporting has not involved Joe Prenti at all, but, um, yes. But look, I mean, I, I would definitely say like over the summer, you know, as a fan, Adrian Griffin, I pretty much, you know, when I saw the finalists for the head coaching job between, you know, Nick Nurse, uh, Joe, uh, Adrian Griffin, um, and wait, what, uh, Kenny Atkinson. I was going to say like, who's the former Nets coach whose name is Casey. Um, I thought, oh, uh, Atkinson and, and Nick Nurse, right? They're actually have head coaching experience you know it's going to be one of those guys and i'll be fine with that and then it's you know the record scratch adrian griffin right oh for 14 getting head coaching jobs or whatever his track record was of having interview jobs not get not getting it uh first the story comes about Giannis, and then it comes out that that he gets the job and so hearing that they were bringing in terry stotts and, and to a lesser extent pranny um you know i think like as a fan and again, like assistant assistant coaching stuff, it's just like it's such a black box, right? Like, what was Terry Stotts doing day in and day out? I don't, I don't know. Like, was he grinding like assistants normally do? I don't know. Was he more of like you know the offensive guru who the other guy, the younger guys, did the the heavy lifting as far as scouting and you know the the, the opponent scout? I, I don't know. You know, did he not like having to face the grind of of being you know an assistant coach? I don't know. Is Terry Stotts running from the grind, Kane? I have no idea. <laughs> or maybe it's a personality issue and, you know, the reporting from Shams and our guy Eric tonight suggests that there was, you know, at least this one incident in practice um, in the past, I think in the past week or so, where basically Adrian Griffin requested to basically have the coaches huddle after uh, after practice and, Terry Stotts goes and starts talking to Damon Giannis about something and Adrian Griffin wants him to come over and he doesn't. And, you know, it like becomes this awkward thing, which is interesting because we never hear this kind of like, you know, hashtag scuttlebutt about the bucks, right? Like you don't get this type of uh, stuff. Like I, I, I'm immediately thinking of like when Mo Williams like punched, I don't even know who it was, punched somebody in the locker. Do, do you remember this? Like, you know, whatever it was 15 years ago or something. Yeah. We don't get juicy stuff like this in the Bucks. Bucks are boring, right? So this is this is definitely a bit weird that A, something happened and B, it actually got out. So, but but again, like, was it really like one thing? No, you would have to think it was, you know, like this was the buildup from from just a general lack of um alignment between these two guys. And you know, I mean, who wanted to hire Terry Stotts? 
was it actually Adrian Griffin? Was it the Bucks telling Adrian Griffin, hey, wouldn't it be great to have a proven head coach with you on the sidelines who can be the offensive guy and you can be the defensive guy? We'll bring him in. We'll pay him whatever. And uh, you work with him. Uh, you know, was that pushed on Adrian Griffin? And now we're seeing the result of maybe him not ever wanting to hire Terry Stotts in the first place. I don't know. That would be my speculation that, you know, this was maybe a bit of an arranged marriage. And I don't think it reflects well on Adrian Griffin that, you know, Terry Stotts is not exactly like known as some like, you know, hothead <laughs> as much as I was joking. He's obviously not known as some like hotheaded guy. Right. Um, he was in Portland for nine years. Right. So he's been around um, and he's been able to stick places. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, again, he may just, Assistant coaching just may not have been what he was interested in, but for this to happen, for him to leave, you know, a team, I mean, he's, he's lived in Milwaukee. He was here a long time. It's not like he doesn't like, he didn't know what he was getting into in terms of like the city. The bucks are one of the top contenders for a championship. Dame Lillard literally just showed up guy that he coached for a long time. Um, you know, we can speculate about like, is, was there, is there, did Dame actually does, does Dame actually not want to play with Terry Stotts or something like that? But I mean, we don't have any evidence of that. And Dame even said after practice today that he kept in touch with with Terry Stotts even after he was fired. So I mean, it doesn't seem like there's anything really there. So yeah, it's just weird. And you know, Nick Nurse, ironically, Nick Nurse was the guy out of that group of head coaching finalists who had the reputation for being kind of prickly and not being able to get along with people. You know, the rumor was that his inability to get along with Earl Watson assistant on the Toronto staff last year was part of the reason why he ultimately left Toronto. Um, so interesting that Adrian Griffin now is, is losing his first assistant before he even coaches his first regular season game. So again, who's to blame for this? Like, I don't know, right? Like it's possible there's nobody to blame and it's just a fit personality thing, but you know, I don't know in the abstract from this, from a distance, it seems like it would have been pretty convenient and good to have a guy with Terry Stotts' experience on the sideline. Now you don't have that, and I don't know. You know, if 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 the Bucks don't don't play as well as as we'd like them to, hmm. um, it's not going to take long for people to start wondering if Adrian Griffin was the right coach or the right pick to be the head coach of this team. And again, as we said, right, like there's no mar, you know, there's there's no time to to kind of just be figuring stuff out as a head coach with this team, like. There's too much talent. There's too much pressure. It's going to be year to year with Giannis, et cetera. And so I think, again, there's been pretty good vibes around the team. I, you know, before this, I don't think anybody would have said there was like bad vibes. People have talked about the energy, the competitiveness that that he's brought to practices and all that. But, you know, we'll see when the season starts. If things don't start off so well, if, uh, you know, the offense doesn't look like the juggernaut that everybody assumes it to be, the defense just looks shaky, whatever it might be we know how this stuff goes. Like, you know, pressure will come pretty quickly for Adrian Griffin. And um, certainly a strange event like this is, you know, definitely not a, an encouraging sign in the grand scheme of the universe. It was interesting because when you talk about the, the pressure and, and naturally when you have a contending team and now you've got Giannis and Dame, the expectations are sky high. And that was kind of the reason why we did the podcast yesterday about, you know, the, the slow start potentially and just trying to figure things out. The Bucs might expect that that's going to be the case, but I'm not sure they're going to be afforded that luxury from the outside media. The spotlight is going to be on Milwaukee. So it's challenging as a first-time head coach. And I would imagine that Adrian Griffin wants to stamp his 
mark on this group. And as you pointed to, it sounds like the players are really enjoying it so far. But Terry Stotts hasn't been an assistant since Dallas in 2012. He was a head coach in Portland for a long, long time. And it certainly is possible that maybe he was just like, went on a few preseason trips. They've been away for a couple of weeks. And he's like, hey, man, this assistant coaching job, this isn't for me. And if that's the case, I mean, it's the timing isn't great. You don't love it. I'm sure the organization isn't thrilled about it. But if that's what he's decided to do, then I, I guess it's better now than doing it a month into the season. Um, but I I didn't read anything into those reports about what Adrian Griffin like told him to come to a coach's meeting and he didn't come. Like it, it's kind of a it was a weird report. I never really read that and thought, gee, that's bad from Adrian Griffin or what's Terry Stotts doing? It just maybe there's just a a relationship here that didn't necessarily get along, or maybe it's completely. Uh, irrelevant to all that but I think overall not good timing Adrian Griffin was asked about why this happened and he said I'm not sure ask Terry so we're still waiting to see what comes of that Damian Lillard was asked about this and he said uh look it wasn't expected we were told about it I don't think it's going to impact much now we move on so maybe this is something that outside will look at and think that it's some huge deal because if you have the coach that's by all reports been running the offense and then you lose him a week before opening night. The initial thought is, well, who, who takes over that? And is that a major problem? That's something that we won't really know. But I, I do agree with you that if the Bucks do have a slow start, there's the chemistry between the superstars. There's Giannis and Chris Milton coming off surgery. There's some new players off the bench. There's questions about the starting lineup. Is this team defensively going to be where they've been at in previous years? And now you lose a veteran coach off the bench. So there are a lot of questions and there are a lot of reasons why. If you're a Bucks fan, expect that people are going to ask questions and put the spotlight on Milwaukee, which might not be uh, too fun. I think it's just going to be a different situation. You mentioned the no drama bucks. This is the type of stuff that in my four years hosting the podcast, we haven't even had discussions about this type of stuff. So it just feels different. Um, if you're a Milwaukee bucks fan, uh, I want to ask you whether you think that they should, what part do they go down now? Do they try and send out a call to one of the other veterans that doesn't have a job? Uh, and then we'll get to Glenn Robertson, the third as well. But first, Jace Medical, uh, sponsor of the podcast today. And we've spoken about the Jace case uh, before, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics to treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. Uh, now you can also customize your case and add life-saving medications based on your unique needs as well. Uh, Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings and uh, in recent efforts, there are other medications there that you'll be able to find uh, when you do go to jacemedical.com. They have the customizability in that Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medications that fit uh, that best fit you and your family's unique needs. And this is all through consultation with doctors along the way as well. It should be pointed out. So go to jacemedical.com and enter the promo code locked on at checkout for a 20-buck discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at jasemedical.com. Uh, we should also mention uh, the Bucks do have one more preseason game coming up tomorrow against the Memphis Grizzlies at home. And Chris Middleton is playing. So through all the bad news, Chris Middleton is making his preseason debut, which I'm going to be very excited to see how he looks out on the floor as well. Unfortunately, we haven't seen enough of him over the last year or so. So you lose the lead assistant, Terry Stotts, is out. As we've just discussed, there is all sorts of question marks over why and how this happened. Let us know in the YouTube comments how you feel about the reporting, the situation. Are you concerned about what this could mean for the Bucks? Uh, 
do you think that, and, and this is again, coaching staffs, it's so speculative, it's hard to know what goes on inside. But do you think John Horst in the front office right now are making emergency phone calls to Nate McMillan, uh, Mike D'Antoni, who I think is a consultant somewhere, these types of veteran coaches that have been in those types of situations before? Or do you think that they're just going to press along and, uh, and, and go with the staff they've got so close to the start of the season? It's a good question, right? Like how many, uh, you know, how many good assistants are just sitting around available in mid-October each year, right? Not many, right? You don't, Uh you're not going to generally find up and coming assistants because they've all, you know, latched on with, with other teams, right? Like Charles Lee is like the perfect example, right? Like Charles Lee, you know, loses his job as part of the sort of bud, bud departures um, over the summer. Well, he's now in Boston, right? Like it was just a matter of whether he would get a head job or, or find something else. So, uh, so yeah, I think like the only coaches that you know you would kind of typically think of as as being available are the kinds like you mentioned. They're the guys that are generally kind of proven, maybe ex head coaches who just haven't taken a full time job somewhere, um, maybe haven't been you know interested in just taking an assistant's job because it's like Nate McMillan. What? How much is Nate McMillan being paid by the Hawks the next couple of years still? Right? Like probably like millions of <laughs> millions of dollars a year. He doesn't need to work. <laughs> excuse me he doesn't need to work like it's good life right just kind of hang out write out your uh you know last payments over a couple years that that your former employer owes you so um you know the bucks are at least in an interesting position in that they can offer a chance to win a championship and an interesting opportunity um and I, i don't know i mean it's it's an interesting question as far as how desirable is that coaching job because well a the guy who just had it you know quit before the season even started so that's a bit concerning if you you know uh want to want that gig but i don't know i mean i have a hard time you know seeing the bucks being bad enough that adrian griffin gets like fired in season or something like that um but i mean who knows right i mean if if things were disastrous this season and you know there was discontent among you know either dame and or Giannis or something like that like if if they you know if the season ends and it's like those guys don't believe in Adrian Griffin. Um, then uh, again, like if it was if it was during the season, then you're the, and you're the lead assistant. Then hey, congratulations, go to coach you know a team that that could win a championship. If it's after the season, uh, then you're probably just losing <laughs> losing your job, and they're hiring something else, someone else. But um, yeah, I don't I don't, I don't really know what they're gonna do. It's a it's a pretty it's a pretty damn unusual uh, <laughs> circumstance. Not quite you know. I'm a Udoka getting fired um, or getting suspended for a year uh, a year ago by the Celtics because of um, you know the the inappropriate relationship stuff that that he was accused of and you know whatever else right I think mean, sounds like it went beyond just inappropriate relationship but um, but yeah it's a strange situation and I I'd be lying if I said I knew that the Bucks were going to hire another assistant or you know like they could obviously promote one of the younger assistants that they have. Although, I mean, the staff's all new, right? So it's like, it's not like you've got a bunch of guys that have paid their dues with Adrian Griffin and now you can reward them, right? It's like, well, you got guys that have been here for a few months. So I don't know. We'll see. It's an interesting question, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think this dramatically, you know, changes the Bucks' destiny this season or something like that. But as you said, it's, uh, you know, the kind of coaching dynamics are a black box and, at a minimum, I, d- I don't know how much Terry Stotts was, you know, going to save Adrian Griffin from rookie mistakes as a head coach or something like that. But 
at least from a distance as a fan, you know, I could take solace in knowing that he was there, whether that's valid or not. Um, you know, sort of the, some of the safety net is, is now gone along with Terry Stotts. And as you said, it'll be interesting to see if they do make a move to bring another assistant in, but flip side is, I mean, as NBA coaching staffs are pretty huge. <laughs> so um, it's not like, you know, the olden days when you had, you know, a head coach and like one assistant or whatever it was in like the seventies. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll have to see strange story that I don't know that I can predict exactly what happens next. I think it's a good point you make uh, in terms of it might be more of a, and I'm not diminishing the role of the lead assistants across the league. Clearly it's very important. And I do think it's important. We know, you know, losing Charles Lee was a blow. I mean, this is a guy that's been considered for head coaching roles across the league, but it's a first time head coach, but Adrian Griffin's also been an assistant for 14 years. He's been around the traps. This isn't Joe Mazzulla coming from the second row of the bench mm-hmm. and all of a sudden leading a team. So Adrian Griffin's got the experience. That's not to say he's going to be a great coach, but he's been around the traps. He's seen this before. So I would like to think he's not absolutely freaking out right now, a week out from the season. But we'll see what the Bucks do uh, moving forward there. They did make a personnel move, a little minor one as well, but a cool one if you've been a long-time Bucks fan. And Frank, I know you're wearing your black T-shirt right now, but it looks like it's purple. So that's reminding me of Big Dog. <laughs> And it was announced this morning that Glenn Robinson III, uh, the Bucks have signed him to an Exhibit 10 deal. So we'll see. They did waive a couple of players uh, in the last day or so here. So maybe it's, uh, you know, ultimately turns into a two-way spot. Uh, we know that the Wisconsin herd uh, is going to be pretty damn entertaining with some of the young players the Bucks have. So if you want to throw Glenn Robinson III in the mix there, that would be pretty nice. And one thing that I did think was pretty cool uh, Little Dog, is that what they called him? I don't know what his nickname is. But uh, he tweeted and said, I'm more than excited to be back hooping. I can remember being at Bucks games as a kid watching Pops. Life really does come full circle, uh, which I thought was a pretty cool note because it uh, obviously does make you think of those very popular Bucks teams uh, early in the 2000s. So let me just say, I was always a Glenn Robinson guy. That's um, right. I in hindsight, it was wrong because Ray Allen was the better player, but I never liked Ray Allen as much as I liked Glenn Robinson. And uh, I, I followed Glenn Robinson when he was at Michigan because I, his dad was one of my favorite players. And so um, it was interesting kind of following Glenn Robinson III, GR3, his career. Um, and it, it's actually, it's I mean, it's a bit odd that he has been out of the league the last couple of years because, I mean, he had a few seasons where he you know, looked like a very legitimate NBA player, you know, career 37% three point shooter, not a high volume guy, but um, was always a good athlete, you know, kind of unlike, ironically, unlike his dad, you know, was a bit leaner and more athletic dunk contest winner, mm-hmm. um, you know, more of a highlight reel guy, um, but also, you know, could knock down open threes and, you know, had the makings of like, you know, if he squinted hard enough, had sort of some of the three and D qualities, that that you typically like. So, I mean, a few years ago, he was definitely one of those guys that I looked at as like, Oh man, I mean, could you get him as like a late bench type guy? Like that, that could be pretty interesting at, you know, six, 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 seven, um, you know, kind of two, three size. Um, maybe you'll play a little bit of defense and knock down a three, maybe make an athletic play now and again. So, uh, so yeah, it's been interesting that he's been out of the league a couple of years. Um, you know, his last year, uh, with Sacramento was, was not good. Um, but, Again, you know, there's no roster spot here. So, I mean, I, I don't anticipate, obviously, that he's going to make the roster or anything like that. But um, 
I, the timing is also a bit weird, right? Like it, if it was just sort of like an exhibit 10 yeah, and yeah. yeah, exactly. He gets immediately waived and then gets shipped to, you know, the Wisconsin herd, you know, that would have made kind of more sense. Um, but again, I, I assume he'll be waived and then hopefully he can play with the herd and, you know, who knows, right? Like, it's not like he's a two-way guy at that point. I don't, he's not two-way eligible because he's too old. He's played too many years ah. in the NBA, but um, yeah, you know, I, I agree. Like a little nostalgia, you know, like, does he wear, is he going to wear his dad's number 13? Like, does any like, wait, does anybody on the Bucks have number 13 right now? I can't even, my brain's not even functioning. You know, you know, let's check the roster <clears throat> while we're, while we're yap, jabbering here, check the roster to see if anybody is currently wearing 13. I know obviously uh, Malcolm Brogdon did, um, but off the top of my head, I can't remember um, if anybody's got it right now. Check the, go to, go, you checking the Bucks roster for me here? No, man. No, no, man. I'm not checking the Bucks roster. It looked like you were talking. I was just letting you roll okay. there. Well, first off, okay, okay. All right. Let's just, this is bad radio, but let's just do it. I'm I'm not seeing a 13. Ty Ty took number 23. Um, they, so your your company, your employer, ESPN, their roster mm. page has, has Robin Lopez wearing number 33, which pretty sure he's not wearing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's retired number 33. Hmm. Um, but, That'd be uh, controversial. Yeah, a little controversial. <laughs> Kareem, are you willing to give up? Are you willing to unretire your number so that Robin Lopez, who, let's well, be honest, just, from does, what does, shot, does like hook shots. Yeah, he likes hook shots. You know? Very thoughtful guy. Both, both of them very <laughs> educated, right. thoughtful guys. Um, like to read. Like to read. <laughs> love to read. I wonder if he's read any of Kareem's books. Um, so, yeah. GR3, let's it, it's too bad they uh you know we saw the the purple throwbacks last year. If we could have gotten the purple throwbacks to see Glenn Robinson the third wearing his dad's number 13 in a game, I mean that would have been you know really the the perfect thing. Um oh the, I I remember you know who did wear number 13 last year in purple and I called him a fraud because he did Jeez. not do because he did not, <laughs> he did not honor Glenn Robinson's legacy. He was really bad in the first game. I remember him wearing that jersey. Jordan Wara, yeah. old friend yeah. Jordan Wara, sucked in like the first game where they wore the purple jerseys, and I was just like, "Dude, you are you are leaving a stain on the purple 13, my friend. Get it off. Give him number 12 or 14. Well, I can't give him 14. That's McLaughlin, but you know, give him 78 or something because you're not. No, this is not. This is not working. Um, I can't believe we talked about." Robinson third that much, but well, but we did. Uh, but hey, Chris, we didn't talk about the Chris Middleton thing much. You mentioned it. Yes. It's important Chris Middleton plays just because, like, I, I, I'm sick of like random NBA podcasts talking about Chris Middleton like he might be dead and like, you know, like uh, in a dark room, like getting the the old Carlos Delfino concussion treatment. Like, oh, we don't know where Chris Middleton is. He's you know, laying somewhere in the dark and we may never, were you going to say something about the Carlos Delfino? By the way, Carlos Delfino, one of the few people that's blocked me on Twitter, <laughs> Carlos Delfino, <laughs> blocked me on Twitter, Carlos Delfino, Bogut blocked me at one point and then unblocked me. And I think Luke Bamute at some point blocked me, but maybe he unblocked me too. I don't know. I was just persona non grata with like the fear of the deer box, apparently like that. Don't ask what John Salmons thinks of me. Uh, God knows what, what him or, you know, well, Kurt, uh, hopefully yeah. Kurt Thomas wouldn't have blocked me. Hopefully Kurt John Thomas. John Salmons wants to jab step you straight to I the know. head. I know. Oh, my God. Just, just, your Twitter just... uh, activities. Well, 
I think that's a good time once we start talking about John Summers <laughs> to wrap up this podcast. Honestly, this offseason for, for the Bucks and doing this podcast and some of the conversations we've had, uh, it's been honestly pretty exciting because a lot of the offseason, there hasn't been a lot of movement. We've had a major trade. We've had a little bit of drama. Uh, but let us know what you think. You know, How have you felt as the day has gone on and you've digested the news that Terry Stott's no longer going to see him on the bench? It was a fun four preseason games uh, that we had there, but he's gone. And now the Bucks play the Grizzlies tomorrow, so I'm sure we'll all watch the last preseason game. Chris Middleton is going to be out there. Uh, but as I said, let us know your thoughts from the day's news and uh, Glenn Robinson III as well. We'll leave it there. We're back next week. I've got one week to go. I'm not going anywhere. We'll be here next week in the lead-up to the season opener. Frank and myself, enjoy the weekend. <laughs>